Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. It's beyond money. It's beyond the game. It's beyond all that different stuff that, you know, a lot of people associate athletes with being greedy. Like, well, if you think we're greedy now, something's right. wrong with you. We, we know we're giving up some, some money for, for how, what we're standing for. We know people are going to, we know some people are going to step away, not going to watch the game anymore, not going to buy jerseys anymore. That's fine. You know, we're, we're okay with that. We understand the cost of that, but we, we feel like we're standing up for what's right. And we feel like that's, that's worth way more than money. That's Anthony Tolliver right there. Memphis Grizzlies talking about the NBA and the fallout from not playing playoff games for two days. L.A. Clippers coach Doc Rivers said his players are ready to continue, although they thought it was over following Wednesday's emotional players meeting. Uh, Rivers said they're really looking forward to it. Yesterday was a very difficult day. Their emotions were all over the place. They thought it was over. Now, apparently, it could restart. Saturday was floated out there last night, but uh, that still seems to be a little murky on when it'll restart, but Saturday seems to be the best guess as of this morning. Maybe we'll hear something during the show later today. All right. Well, what we do, we'll let you know. How much money do you think they're giving up, PK? We've got the poll question running. Always highly scientific. D- David DJ James on Twitter. 10 to 25% of the fans somewhere in there walking away and saying we're done. My inclination tells me that's only short-term, though. So o- over time, like most things, I mean, we I don't want to say we forget about it, but we move on, and do we really want to hold this grudge? If there's somebody who comes along who's super exciting, uh, you're going to check it out, and, and maybe you don't let anybody know you took a big stand. And then over time, you know, somebody, whoever it might be, hear about this guy has some tremendous game what have you and so the point being that i think a good portion of those who are out over time will come back so and then you'll make more money progressing anyway so if they don't come back you know in five years from now the league i see no reason why the league wouldn't be in good that really fears and you don't i mean who who do we see alan wiggins uh what's what's wiggins's first name alan is the was andrew the the, uh, the kid from uh, Golden State, and you had him making twenty seven million. Well, uh, so, what loss is going to affect his life? Probably nothing. If the salary cap took a ten percent hit, it would still be enormous. Yeah. All right, we'll wait to find out when they are going to restart the playoffs. Jazz and Nuggets, uh, five games down, getting ready to play game six, whenever that falls. If they restart the playoffs Saturday, I assume they'd pick it up with the Wednesday games, which means the Jazz would probably play Sunday at the earliest. But we'll update you if they announce something this morning. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I can't really just go and speak on behalf of the whole league, but for us, that's something that we're going to we're going to talk about within our within our groups, uh, within our team, and um, you know what's talked about in meetings and players' meetings, stays in players' meetings. 
That's Saquon Barkley, Giants running back, talking about the possibility of boycotting NFL games. Uh, you know, it hits every sport a little differently, uh, PK. A lot of the teams, uh, the Bears, Jets, Packers, Colts, Titans, Broncos, Cardinals, Chargers, and Washington were among the NFL teams that paused practicing. Practicing is one thing, but with NFL games, they're harder to reschedule. We saw baseball, the three teams, played doubleheaders. Seven more games were canceled yesterday, but they'll make those up with doubleheaders. Uh, it's more symbolic. It doesn't jam up the schedule and cost money the way it would in the NFL. Unless they just push the whole season oh, back. Go, go ahead and don't play. But that that one, what's the AOC out of New York, the politician, I don't know if she's senator or congresswoman or whatever she is, it's it's a strike. It's not a boycott. So you need to get political in your terms and be correct, buddy. I saw some of that on uh, social media, and I saw somebody go at a, a media member about that, and they said, well, I'm quoting LeBron, so go talk to LeBron. And he said boycott, so well, I said I mean, boycott. Before any decision is made, I say to myself, what would LeBron do? So I, I can understand you quoting LeBron. I mean, he's he's a leader in this world right now. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Eight Nebraska football players filing a lawsuit against the Big Ten to invalidate the league's postponement, charging the Big Ten with breach of contract by not following its governing documents, under which the athletes are third-party beneficiaries. I can't imagine this is going to go anywhere, PK, but you were pre-law and pre-med and I wasn't. And right now I'm all sports. So once you said file the lawsuit, everything after that blah blah over my head in one ear and out the other or in one area of my body and out the other you can fill in the blank peanuts teacher Notre Dame announced their lone non-conference game this fall will be against USF part of a three game series between the two programs USF will travel to South Bend for a September 19 game this is the same day BYU's playing Army so it's the first time ever they've announced their lone non-conference game. Right. It's usually 12 non-conference games for Notre Dame. And obviously, for recruiting purposes, one more game in Florida. They'll play one game down there, and USF will be pumped to have a sellout with Notre Dame coming in. Yeah, I don't think Notre Dame needs to go anywhere for recruiting purposes. They're Notre Dame. Clemson will have a reduced seating capacity, 19,000 fans this season. They're going to require face coverings unless you're eating or drinking. Tiger Stadium usual capacity is 81,500. We're going to let in 19,000 this year. Well, if the Utes did that, then nobody would have face coverings if you're allowing them to take them off for drinking. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. First means nothing. High flying ball. Will Myers, deep left field, ball game's over, ball game's over. You couldn't hit that one any harder, not as hard maybe as Machado and uh, and Tatis, but not a movement from the left fielder whatsoever. The Padres with a walk-off three-run home run, celebrating at home plate. What a baseball team. Padres split a doubleheader with the Mariners. That was game one with the Padres down 3-0 and rallying to tie it, and then down 7-3 in the seventh inning of a seven-inning game. And they score seven times and win it 10-7 with that walk-off right there. Mariners won the nightcap. So he could hit it harder, but maybe Will Myers couldn't hard, hit it harder because he didn't hit it harder as hard as Machado. Something I'm like confused. 
<laughs> sort of, kind of. I think you figured it out, yeah. He, he got going. He didn't know where to go, He man. did not he, know. He, he hit a home run that won the game. Just leave it at that. Run around the bases, and everybody who's a Padre fan and the players, they'll be happy. Dodgers are happy. They swept the Giants. Shut them out twice. 7-0 and 2-0. So... Their domination continues as they're beating up on the Giants. I don't understand how some teams, they played on Wednesday, but then they didn't play on Thursday. You're late to the party. You, you, in order to be woke, you got to be woke right off the bat. You can't be woke 24 hours later. And yet, that's how it worked out. Does that make sense to you? No. But that was, I was telling you, that was the confusing thing about the RSL game. There was, there was all kinds of talk early in the day. They may not play because the NBA didn't play, but they'll all do the same thing. And then Orlando and Nashville started, but then people walked off during warm-ups at other games on the East Coast because obviously with the time difference, they come first. And so then five of the six teams ended up walking off. So the three baseball teams and then I guess the other guys felt bad about it or wanted to do it they didn't really go to those motivations in the press conferences I saw yesterday and, but yeah so now Did there's 17 the second day. On that? no it was on quick pitch they ran some bites there's a show on the MLB network I watch sometimes yeah I know for like 10 hours what for 10 hours the same thing the same oh, they stuff the, I'm seeing this they looped the show well, well it may not have been literally but it was the, basically the same premise it's like listening to a guy who does a radio show by himself within three minutes you got the point because he just keeps repeating himself so baseball now coming back with uh, double headers to make up for the games that they didn't play there'll be a lot of uh, there'll be a lot of baseball now as they get back up to speed all right DJ and PK Hashtag RSL. RSL owner Deloitte Hansen under investigation by Major League Soccer and now by the National Women's Soccer League as well. After a story published by The Athletic detailed multiple incidents where Hansen used racially charged language. One of them was anonymous, but two of the stories had names on them, and now the investigations have begun. And so we'll see where this goes out, goes as far as him getting suspended, or will they force him to sell the franchise, a la Donald Sterling? It's a little different than Sterling's deal. But a two-thirds is in the Constitution, a two-thirds vote of the owners, they could force him to sell if they choose to go down that route. Allah. I love the use of Allah. Allah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's two different things here is his comment or comments that he made on the radio uh-huh. and then the other stuff regarding the racial terms. You know, which one are they investigating? Because his, his comments that he said, they're out there. I mean, you don't need to investigate those, right? I mean, no, they're, he, they're and out the, there. he and the commissioner already talked about that because he yeah. did a second interview and he said the commissioner told him, you know, using the analogy of being stabbed in the back is just... It's the wrong language. It's the wrong time. Basically, he told him it was tone deaf. And in the second interview, Deloy agreed that he should not have said that. Well, he apologized for him, whether he agreed or not. I don't. Well, I don't. <laughs> if he in in the thing, he he agreed, but he didn't say he was sorry. So I think, you know, I mean, going by his own words there. 
I agree said with the, you. He said the commissioner I agree with was you right. telling me I shouldn't have used that analogy. That's what he agrees with. I don't know what is was what's in the man's heart. Uh, so you you can whatever those are words. Uh, we are more concerned about what's in his heart. So they're investigating the the potential uh, usage of racial terms that were offensive. Is it that, yes. That's the point, right? Yes, that's what they're investigating. So are they playing tomorrow? I think they are, but I can't totally guarantee it. And are all the players going to be there? I think they are, but I can't totally guarantee it. Why wouldn't they be? Uh, they could choose not to play. I mean, they could decide to uh, walk off. That's obvious. Right. Th- that's the action. That's yes. not the why. Because they're mad at Deloitte. I mean, that's the why. Well, I guess it's twofold. I mean, they could uh, decide based on walking off on Wednesday. They could walk off for the racial justice issues and support of the NBA. You know, if the NBA is back Saturday, if that really is the timeline, then I think MLS will play. If the NBA doesn't play over the weekend, then there's a chance that in solidarity with the NBA, they don't play. Okay. So, so there's that There's that issue out there. Then there's also the individual issue just with this team. Are they mad at Deloitte and want to make a statement? So the NBA is now socially leading the soccer league? Well, they certainly did on Wednesday. That's, that, I, that's yeah, not the question. So, so if it happens, yeah, if they walk off again Saturday, I would think it's for this. Yeah, I think the NBA would be leading again. Right. I don't I, think. I, I, that's not what I asked, though. They are following what the NBA does. If they do it, we know. That's not the question. They are, my question is they are following whatever the NBA does. That's what the MLS will do. No, I can't guarantee that. I mean, I think probably. But when I asked about that on Wednesday, which was the last time these guys were available, uh, you know, they didn't really want to answer. This is, the answer from Natum was, this is about today. And so okay. there was no, I don't, you know, I don't know what they're thinking as of yesterday. Don't you know any of these guys? Can you just text them and hit them up? <laughs> I mean, you've been with them now. You're their guy. No, and nor, nor do I think that what they feel right now is necessarily, I mean, even if you got a straight answer from them right now, am I 100% sure that's how they're going to feel Saturday night? Okay, I'm not 100% then, sure. But, but you don't know any of these guys individually? Not much. A little bit, but there's there's a lot of separation uh, between us and the athletes. Start breaking down barriers. <laughs> you're one of them, man. You're, that's, you're on their team. That's not exactly how it works, PK. It's the way it works every other place. Mm, no, I don't think it is. Oh, I don't know, man. Locke says we all the time. Yeah. And he'll text guys back, and they'll tell right now in the meetings, and they tell them what they're going to do. Thanks for making my point. <laughs> I don't think they would. And if he is, then he's got a different relationship with oh, them they, than I've got with these guys, because that's not going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I think those guys are pretty tight. You just They tell well, them, but he doesn't report it. Yeah. They, I mean, they travel on charters, and I've heard his stories about him making them coffee. And even when we were traveling, which we haven't been now for probably a year, about a year, uh, we usually traveled separately. And we were flying commercial, and I wasn't even on the same flights. Whereas he's on the same plane with these guys, chatting them up, getting to know them. So. Okay, well, that's when I was a beat guy. That's not, I got to know guys. Whatever.
What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Before we go here, we need to put in that the greatest Pac-10 Pac basketball coach of all time died yesterday. Lou Olson, 85 years old. Yes, he was without question the greatest Pac-10. Obviously, John Wooden didn't coach in the Pac-10. But uh, the stuff that he accomplished, just just awesome. Four Final Fours and a national title? Yeah. Got there, and and the program was just such a garbage program when he got there. I think his first season was 83, and I think that was his only losing record. And in two years, they finished first. Um, And he made his – I remember he made a statement when he first got there uh, that, okay, get your season tickets now because in a couple years you're not going to be able to get them. And, wow, he delivered in a manner that was just unprecedented. And he got, you go down to the McHale Center, and there's rows and rows and rows of people that uh, are senior citizens that just flock to that program. And what a tremendous program he built. I had an opportunity to interact with him a number of times. One time at the... At the uh, the movie theater story. Company theater, yeah, the company. It, that was going to tell another story, but I can tell that one. Uh, about uh, I had called and wanted to get in touch with them because I think the Utes were playing maybe it's BYU I don't even remember who I was covering at that time and uh, the SID sports information director yeah I just don't I said could you just get him the message because I had done it and I had interacted with him several times over the past in the past I should say and so we're, we're getting ready to see the premiere of King Kong in a private theater <laughs> and he calls a coach man <laughs> Here comes King Kong. I'm sitting in a theater. Can I call you tomorrow? He said, yeah, what what time? I said, 10 o'clock. He said, okay, I'll call you. Man, 10.01, he called me. Uh, so, I mean, I didn't cover the warts of his program, which he didn't have a lot. But what a tremendous coach. Best coach in Pac-10 history is deceased. And if you go on Twitter, you can see all of his ex-players and all that stuff just flooding with all the tributes to him. DJ and PK coming up. We've got David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz at 8 o'clock. Brian Dunseth, RSL TV analyst, radio host on Sirius XM, is going to join us at 9.05. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's go! The Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Our good friend Ron Boone. Don't forget, I was raised in the 60s when civil rights was very strong, and I don't agree with all the rioting and the burning and, the, and all that kind of stuff. We saw that stuff back in the 60s, and it didn't do any good then. It's not going to do anything now. But I really support what the players are doing. I really think this got to be changed. My advice is to start educating yourself about some of the problems that most people of color have had over the years and, and what it's like now. How much has it changed since and until you walk in those shoes and see exactly what's being done or what's being said, then you really don't know. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical is always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction guaranteed. Master Electrical will light up your day. Question of the morning up on our Facebook page. DJ and PK, you can hit us up there. Deloy Hansen, what should be done? MLS starting an investigation right now. 
And at the end, will he still own the team or not? There are people who uh, have posted on this uh, based on the radio interview and then people who have posted on this based on the uh, athletic story. So uh, Eric says, ignore him. He should have said something a lot sooner. Also, he should fire all of the Radio from Hell Morning Show staff. (laughs) Gosh. Jeez, take it easy. No, this is not social media in 2020. There's no taking what, it easy. Who are we ignoring, though? I don't understand that. Ignore them. Yeah, that part I didn't really make sense of. It says ignore who? him. I assume. Oh, Deloy. ignore him. Yeah, oh, ignore, ignore him. him. I thought you said them. I'm like. No, him. Okay. So ignore. Deloy. Because I, he's ignorant? Because what he said doesn't matter? What he said was correct? What? I don't know. He should have said something a lot sooner. I assume this is about the radio interview, especially because they referenced. Well, what was he supposed to say a lot sooner? What was there was nothing to say uh, yeah, relative to what he said on the radio. He couldn't have See said it. Saying? He couldn't have said it the morning before because the game was that night. R- right. He, he would have actually violated all the rules of the time space continuum. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I, my guess is he had no idea. I think he, that he woke up. It was uh, today, Friday, so uh, that was uh, Wednesday. He woke up and drove to the st- at least uh, in the afternoon or whatever. I don't know what his day is like, but when he was driving to the stadium, he's expecting there's a ball game. Just well, I don't use ball game, but I do. But uh, same with you when you were driving to the stadium. Or when, I assume he went through the same roller coaster pick, when that... the chauffeur came to pick you up, and then yeah. you drove down. You were thinking that uh, this is the first home game they've had in what Five since months. March, right? Yeah. Yes. First weekend so, in March, they were home. So I don't know that there was anything to say. Unless I'm missing something. Unless Eric's combining the two leagues and thinks he should have spoken out about uh, the NBA as an owner. I mean, you're right. Who cares what he thinks about the NBA? <laughs> I know. But Eric, as a sports fan, may just be running all the leagues together. Okay, that makes sense to me, though. I, I, honestly, I didn't understand it. But when you say that, all right, then I, I can at least grasp what the response is. So I understand a little bit more now that you said that. Oh, all right. Ethan says, Donovan, stop biting the hand that feeds you. Well, Mitchell, yeah, he's turning into a social media activist, that's for sure. And there were several jazz players. Maybe they, I, he very well could be a soccer fan and has followed uh, the team, has had his interest in the team, and actually maybe even knows some of the guys. I, I don't know any of that stuff. I mean, that's all possibilities. It's not beyond the realm that since he's here, for a portion of their season in the beginning and at the end, I'm assuming he leaves in the off season. That uh, you know, we've seen him all over the place at, at uh, games. He goes yeah, to games all so the time. He's been at Utah and BYU, there, and yeah. he has uh, some form of relationship. Or maybe he just wants his opinion known. He thinks people care about his opinion, and he has no connection to them. Doesn't follow them at all, but heard about it. And let's face it, they don't have a whole lot to do while they're sitting in there. And he doesn't have a family in terms of children or whatnot, so it's not like he's distracted. And he's and and when and I've heard some people say when you're in this bubble, the bubble is your world. And so, thinking that this is what I need to do because this is what we do, and people really care what he has to say. The reality is, I mean, it sounds harsh, but I don't care what he thinks. But at the same time, I support his right to think what he thinks. It doesn't bother me what he treats or says. And I just, I just, just 23-year-old kid, good for him. We're at different stages of life, man. I don't really, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me, I guess the point is, one way or the other. 
what Donovan Mitchell tweets out or what he says at the start of press conferences, go ahead and say it. If that's feels strong enough, go ahead. I'm, I'm fine with it. There's no effect on me either way. Shane says, great job, Deloy. You own the team. Do you understand why these owners are giving these players so much power? They are employees. People need to make sure their voices are heard concerning the Jazz, as well as many LeBron, a.k.a. Donovan. It's costing the Jazz money every time he opens his mouth. Who? Donovan. Who's he? So I think this is, these, most of these people understand what should be done about Deloy are speaking about the radio interview and the not playing the game. And they're combining what's happening in one league with what's happening in another league and with Donovan on social media commenting on both stories. So who's costing whom money is what I'm getting. Donovan is costing the Jazz money every time he opens his mouth, meaning our sponsors you know, pulling out a TV broadcast, are people not going to buy season tickets, are people not going to buy merchandise, all the stuff that Anthony Tolliver was talking about when Yach played that bite in the last segment. Yeah, see, I don't know that I see that, but I'm not a businessman, and I'm not involved in tickets and sponsorship sales, and it's too soon anyway to draw massive conclusions. You know, I think this will be something that will be over time because where are we going from here? Because uh, it has to be long-term. As Ron Boone just said, they played, he was on with uh, Gordon and Jake. And we, we just, just played, played the promo the in the last break. The the rioting and all the burning and all that stuff. I literally lived through that in 92. He lived through it in the 60s. And he said that didn't do anything. So when he says it didn't do anything, that sort of means good and bad. You know? So I'm wondering here, as far as the jazz and the, and, the, and the financial impact, will this do anything? Will it spur people to be more motivated to be connected to the jazz? Because Donovan Mitchell is just out there just voicing his opinion on everything that basically comes down the pike now that's relating to social activism. Maybe that draws some people to them. Or, oh, no, man, I am so sick of this kid. He needs to shut up, blah, 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 blah. We've all heard that. And so maybe it draws people away. I don't know. I can't answer that. Uh, I, think I think it's what something you, that is over time. I, I think it's what you said in the last segment. It, has, it can have an impact in the short run, but in the long run, the game reinvents itself. Athletes yeah. age and father time is undefeated. And even though some fans go away... Other fans step in to replace them. You know, in Utah, there's 3 million people, and a sellout is 18,306. So a lot of people can walk away, but if other people step in to replace them, um, you know, we, we've, I've, I've read and heard that with franchises over time, that you have this big, uh, you, have, you have the group of players who are really successful, and they win, and they kept, capture the imagination of the town. Now, inevitably... You know, they drop off, somebody else becomes good, and the season ticket holders, you know, you, you take a hit in season ticket holders. And then at some point, three, five, ten years later, whatever, you get better, and season ticket holders come back. But it's not the same people. There's other people in a different place in their life, and they're the ones who come in and fill them. You know, so when you're dealing with three million people, and you're trying to sell 18,000 tickets, both things can be true. People can walk away, but it also isn't devastating in the long run. 
even though people just just walked away and were done with it. Yeah, and then I was watching uh, some one of those things with Rachel Nichols, and they had on Richard Jefferson and uh, Barnes and somebody else. I can't remember who the third ex player was, and they're going on about you know the ownership and will this attract a, be a, a situation for free agents, and if they're not. If the owners aren't politically aligned with the players, will the players look elsewhere? I'm thinking, pay them the most cash. That's where they're going to look. Please stop. <laughs> I just don't think this this is a big movement. And money talks in the end, man, and we know what walks. I grew up with it. I heard it five times a day. <laughs> From your mom. <laughs> yes, and it was said explicitly. I grew up with profanity constantly. And if you think I'm cynical, cynical and bitter, man, you 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 ain't seen nothing, <laughs> so, because I I have a good spot in life, uh, in a lot of ways. Not some, not all, not always, but in a lot of ways. Uh, so I, to me, I think the players are going to follow the money. The social activism, we're all caught up in it now. But I just wonder how how big of an impact. I mean, Ron Boone just said. You know, unless you've walked in their shoes, you don't know. But then he's saying you need to listen and understand. But then you're telling me if I don't walk in your shoes, I don't know. So I can listen, but can I really understand? Because I'll never walk in your shoes. It's kind of a paradox there. Well, I guess it's not, a, you know, your ability to understand isn't, uh, it isn't just an absolute. You know, you, if you listen, you'll understand more. You still won't have lived it in the same way, so you won't feel it the same way, but you'll be more aware. Right, but the, the people who are more aware, the key word is more. That means right. they already had to be aware. So I think all this stuff actually is just preaching to the choir. And you can retweet all these speeches and say this guy, he was amazing, because you already believe that line of thinking anyway. And for the people who don't, they're like, I've had it, man. You're bombarding me. I'm I'm done with it. So I my point is that the ones that you're going to influence, you've already influenced them and they're already on your side. And then the others are just, you know, I'm just so sick of it. I've had enough of it. You know what I mean? I saw a thing yesterday from Michelle Obama, obviously the former first lady, and she was about how she has, quote, a number of stories of white people treating her as invisible. Uh, and she gives an example, and she says, that is so telling of how white America views people who are not like them, like we don't exist. And when we don't exist, exist a, and when, excuse me, and when we do exist, we exist as a threat, and that's exhausting. That's so telling of how white America views people. I'm white America, Mrs. Obama. That's not the way I view you. You know what's exhausting? Is you keep telling me that's the way I view you. That's not the way I view you. I view you as Mrs. Obama, who was the first lady, and I would be honored to meet you because you served, yeah, obviously your husband, but, I mean, you, you yeah, were our it first becomes, lady. It becomes her life, too. <laughs> right, but that goes back to what yeah. I said yesterday. You want me to understand you. Where do you understand me? We, I need to understand you. You need to understand me. And until we get all sides of this, 
We're sort of running in place. Well, you don't understand. No, you don't understand. Well, you don't understand. And we just go back and forth all day long. I think that's why a lot of people, regardless of where they sit on the political spectrum and what they think of these issues, why the one thing people are going to agree on right now is they're exhausted. You know? Uh, That's pe- my point. People, people are are just tired. Just they got you know they feel like they're running on empty and they got nothing left, which is probably you know an extreme use of language because you still get up and go on with your day. No, but I you got gotcha. you. You just feel drained all the time, and so then you because don't want to be bothered with it anymore. The, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean because when she says that, and I didn't see the quote, I only know what you read. Um, but if well, you don't I can send it if, to you, yeah, okay. But if if the and I don't know that the quote was part of whatever else she said, right? But if if the other part doesn't get repeated, is there's no acknowledgement that n- millions of white people voted for her husband, you know, wanted them in a White House, thought they were the people to get the country on track. Now I'm sure it's been well reported. You know, they got death threats, and there are people who thought that they were the worst thing that could happen to the country, and the the country was going to be damaged if they won and went to the White House because that's how politics work. But there's no acknowledgement. You know, white people. There's no acknowledgement, well, some people knocked on doors for the campaign, some people raised money for the campaign, some people gave their own money for the campaign and desperately wanted you to win. Now, if I'm only right. getting part and of the quote, the then maybe she's ag- trying to influence. Right, maybe you've already she- got them. Right, but I think those people could be offended when they hear this. I think, no, I literally knocked on doors for you. It's not all white people think you're invisible. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we need understanding on all aspects. This whole thing is exhausting, and I get it. And I'm trying to be socially conscious and socially aware, and and all I can do is treat my neighbor the best I can. That's all I can do. But whenever I hear the the phrase, uh, you know, we need to have a national conversation, I think, well, what does 330 million people talking at once feel like? You know, how is that? How does that possibly work? I get the sentiment behind it, and I get that words aren't always 100% explicitly accurate for what you want to have happen. But really, how does that work? I mean, I'm legitimately well, curious. I don't see how, yeah, accusations. Shouting and people talking over each other, and, you know, some people filibustering. And I mean, I really, how, do, <laughs> how does that possibly work? I could be wrong, and it won't be the first time, won't be the last time, but I, I just think on this, as far as this, all this stuff, I think when the soccer opens back up, they're going to have pretty good attendance because they've had pretty good attendance, and I think when the Jazz open up, they're going to do what they do. That would be my guess. I mean, I think if you go back, well, and people will look at, you know, TV ratings and that, and there's multiple factors, and the NFL had a little blip for a little while, but to your point, you know, you get three years down the road, and a new quarterback yeah. comes in who wasn't in the NFL when, all, when, when uh, you know, Kaepernick was a story in 2016, and he's running all over the place and throwing 50-yard touchdown passes and winning the Super Bowl, and Patrick Mahomes excites people. And there were, there were plenty of people watching watching his playoff games the last two years. Right. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, especially if you know, team wins, you're going to just be jacked. But I mean, I, maybe this has a lasting effect. I think it has a lasting effect. If, as well, I'll say this. W- what I'm most sure of is all the stuff that, that people might, some folk might be turned off. I think there'll be enough people who, uh, what's the opposite, turned on, I guess, maybe, yeah. 
Is that the opposite of turned off? So as many people as you lose because of the cause, I think you'll draw folks into you because of the cause, whatever that cause is. And right now we know what uh, what the NBA, their cause is. Well, I think I think there's examples in other forms of entertainment that back that thought up. And I think one of them, um, you know, you, you look at, we've talked about Rush Limbaugh, right? Obviously, he's been a very divisive figure for uh, 30 years now. <clears throat> maybe, maybe a little more because he was getting syndicated when I was in radio in Santa Barbara, but ballpark 30 years. And so there are people who loathe him and who will never listen to him. And there are people who will speak out against him when he does anything. But if you have your, and this goes for other hosts, it's not just a rush thing. If you have your audience of 3 million or 10 million or 20 million, whatever it is, and they're reliable and they're always there, then the people who are trying to sell insurance or sell tires or sell whatever product, they're going to be there and you're going to make money and you're going to stay employed. It, it doesn't usually come down to how many people don't like you. And in a country of 330 million people, in a state of 3 million people, you know, if you have 50 or 100,000 people who are there for you routinely in Utah, that's plenty of market share to make it go on. So, you know, to your point, for the Jazz and for RSL, yes, there can be a lot of people turned off, but in a market of 3 million people, if you're trying to sell, you know, ballpark 20,000 tickets to a basketball game or a, a soccer game, the people who don't like you, that's not the big issue. The thing is, are there enough people who are passionate who will, who will skip all the other things they could be doing in life to give up their money and their time to go to your event? And if you got those then the people who are mad don't matter so much. Just as the people who are mad at Rush or mad at, I don't know, whatever other media entertainer PK. slash informer slash whoever, influencer. PK. Uh, the PK, yeah. Oh, well, now it's definitely PK. Now it's PK. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. David Locke, radio voice of the jazz, coming up at 8 o'clock. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. This story is crazy about becoming an ultimate Aggie, which apparently is getting up on that bull naked. What bull is it? Is it the one that's by the Estes Center? Isn't that bull like bucking? I'm just wondering how five nude men could fit on that. <laughs> it's a big bull. Five nude men could fit on I, that? Five smaller men, yeah, probably <laughs> could make that work. There you go. That's the size of the thing right there. Okay, it's not bucking. You could probably fit upwards of ten naked men on that. So in order for you to be the ultimate Aggie, you have to be naked? Yes. I did not know that this was a thing. See, I would think if you were going to be an ultimate Aggie, that it needs to be solo. Because these five were not solo. And that's where a lot of guys up at Utah State are like, hey, let's maybe <laughs> dial that down a little bit. <laughs> Easy. One ultimate Aggie at a time. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Mention DJ and PK and get $33 off. PK, you know what's odd? What? Today, we are 10 days away from the BYU football season opener, BYU at Navy, prime time, Monday night football time slot, ESPN, the week before the NFL kicks off, so they put a college game in there. Actually, we have as they do every year. We have the lines on that game just came out too. Have we ever in our life 
talked less football leading into a season. And what's more, we don't have BYU fans saying, hey, why don't you talk more BYU football? Hey, I'm excited about this season. Nothing. I would have never thought, after decades doing this in this market, that there would be so little talk going into a football season. And, and, so, and so little... Uh, I mean, people come back on, on social media for all kinds of stuff all the time. Show topics. You ought to be talking about this. You ought to be talking about that. And not one time have I seen a BYU fan like, guys, I need to know more about the team. Do you want a response? <clears throat> sure. No, you're not getting it. No. <laughs> How come? <laughs> <laughs> well, you determine what you talk about. Do you feel like you shortchanged it? In a weird way, no. Right. And I mean, I get that. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like in a weird way, starting the segment that if I say you're ten days out from an opener and how little we've talked it, then the answer should be yes. But I feel like the answer is no, and I feel like the audience has seconded that because they haven't really come at us. And normally they would. Yeah, you guys are talking Utes all the time, and we get that every week. Or you're talking Cougars all the time. Yeah, well, there's no use to be talking about right now, right. obviously. Uh, for football, I think there's a couple of reasons. This is obviously the, the main reason is what's, what else is going on. Although I don't particularly like talking about all this stuff. This is not why I got into sports for. Right. Uh, I wanted to have fun with it because it's been my, it's been my passion for Your my entire life, life in terms of yeah. uh, what I spend by far, by far, the most amount of time on is sports and debating uh, is Mike Schmidt the greatest third baseman of all time? A bunch of stupid stuff, you know what I mean? But this is what I do, argue about this stuff. It's what I love, and just going back and forth. You know, I was at uh, the, uh, I got in a little fender bender uh, last week, and so I was at uh, Tim Daly Southtown to see about getting it uh, fixed up. And the guy's talking to me uh, about, I mean, he's, and this was just, this was just yesterday. You know, yeah, did you see the stuff from Deloitte? Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, man, you know, in football, I might have to be a BYU fan this fall, you know. That, that type I said, yeah, no, man, this is just, it's all just such, such a drag. Doesn't mean it's not necessary. So, and, 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 and you know, I worry. And I, and I made a conscious decision, as you did with the soccer. I'm not going to die on this hill. I am, so I'm not going to come down hard on either side. Because the, the, you, you say one thing. I mean, I wrote one thing. My gosh. And multiple websites pulled it, and you know, so it's clear that tolerance only extends as far as you agree with me. And you know, this somebody took something and I ruined a day, I guess, out of uh, uh, the uh, the letter of the law when the spirit of the law was entirely missed. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to die on the hill because this too shall pass and go forward there. But I don't enjoy necessarily talking about all this stuff i'd much rather be talking about uh the game the game because the game they'd be playing each other so that's one thing but i also think it's you know relative to byu uh they don't have a lot of questions it's not like the who's going to start a quarterback zach wilson's going to start a quarterback and so their team because they return so many guys you know what are we going to be talking about 10 days out uh, particularly if they're not playing each other, BYU-Utah. There's not a whole lot to say, and especially now since we see zero, zero portions of the practice, zero. It's now to the point where you see zero. It used to be you could see the whole thing. 
And, you know, when they would have two days, I would spend, when I was covering BYU for the watchdog, I would spend the whole day in Provo. I would They'd have a morning practice. Well, I didn't want to drive back. So I'd write some stuff up or I'd go to the track and run and get in exercise. And and then the uh, Smithfield house, they'd take a shower there and be ready to go. And all I said, well, you can't do that anymore. And, and who knows if we'll ever be able to do that anymore. This new norm, as they call it, is that what we're looking at. So we don't have the information. Now, we'll get all the information we need once they take the field. That's the good thing about it is even though you don't have the information now, well, all of us will be able to see for ourselves every Saturday. It's like, you know, I said that Morgan Scally where he said, you know, you're not in the weight room or at the practice facility at 530 in the morning on a Tuesday. Yeah, thank goodness I'm not. (laughs) Uh, I don't need to be, though, to do my job uh, because I can see it on Saturdays. And then you can talk to people in and around all that stuff, and you're good to go. And I don't want to be if, – if I'm at the practice facility at 530, then I'm too close to the situation, and then it's going to obscure my ability to have any form of objectiveness. So I think that, yeah, when that ball goes – I was talking to my neighbors last night about this, and I was grateful that the NBA didn't play because my neighbor just became – my neighbors became grandparents the other day, and I saw the, the newborn for the first time. We spent two hours out there, and if that jazz would have been playing, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So my point is, be careful on what you think you're trying to accomplish because people can find other things to do. And I had a great evening last night, one of the best I've had in the summer, speaking with neighbors and a kid who I've watched literally grow up who's now a dad for the first time at 27 years of age. And, and, and I love that kid. And I'm gonna, if I'm around, I'm going to love his kid and my neighbor's grandson because they're very close to me. So I had that opportunity to get to know them a little bit better. And that was great. Uh, but I also I told them, when that ball goes up in the air, it's got to come down. And when it comes down, it is going to be so awesome because we're going to have BYU football to talk about. And I am so excited for that. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. David Locke, talking jazz, next. Stay with us.